Hey there, this is Michael, and before this episode starts, we just wanted to take a few seconds and and say a couple of things. First of all, we wanted to say thank you for listening and subscribing, and for all the great feedback we've received from people. Uh, We are so glad it seems to be meeting many people right where they're at, and uh, we are grateful for you. And second of all, we know that our episodes have been a little delayed in their uploading and production, Um, so we thank you ahead of time for your patience in this. The summer has proven to be a little more busy than we had thought it was going to be. In the time since this episode was recorded, uh, my wife Elizabeth and I have actually become foster parents to a newborn. And, well, that has rocked our world. So we are going to continue to put out episodes, and our goal is to still maintain a weekly upload. So thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. And if you have any more questions or feedback along the way, please, please let us know. And now, without further ado, here is episode eight. Hi, my name is Shane Snyder, and my pronouns are he, him, and she, her. And I'm Michael, and my pronouns are he, him. And welcome to the Elephant in the Closet podcast. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this is episode eight. And our title is Let's Be Clear. We have three goals for our podcast. A learning to proudly love who we are. Learning to love others inside and out the way they deserve to be loved. Learning how to love from the one who created love in the first place. If you've got kids, here's our... Um, Keep them. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, if you have kids, just know we're not going to be inappropriate, but we always encourage that you listen first before having them listen as well. So the trigger warnings for this episode. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Um, Abandonment. Talking about anxiety attacks. Uh, rejection. Religious trauma. Um, and dishonesty. So the first couple of episodes, we talked about our story. And we shared yes. our stories. And we're going to continue to do that. However, for now, we're taking a shift and we're going to focus on some more practical uh, applications. Yes. And some challenges to different people, different groups of people. So today, our focus is on the church. Yes. And I do want to make this clear. When we are talking about church in general, when we are bringing up some of these tougher topics, this is meant to grow. Mm-hmm. Not to hinder. Right. And so if it comes out a little bit harsh on some point, we're going to lay things out on the table. It might feel a little bit of a sting. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, yeah. That's the only way that we can heal from this. We, we got to lay it on the table. Yeah. We got to talk about the dark ages in order to heal. Gotta, Isn't that funny? Got to talk about Bruno, man. Yeah. Gotta talk we about don't Bruno. talk about Bruno. Oh, we can't put that in. Can we? I don't know. It's just a phrase. I think we don't a couple talk words. about Bruno. Okay, stop saying it now or we'll get but. stop. <laughs> I just said but. Now we're going to be charged. <laughs> uh, yes, and to piggyback off of what you said, Shane, we love the church. Mm-hmm. Um, we know there's a lot of issues with the church. We grew up in the church. Uh, so some of our words might seem a little harsh. They are coming from a place of love and concern because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who I think are being harmed by church practices. And so that's what we're stepping into today. So if you feel like maybe your group is being a little targeted by us, just know 
we're only going to talk about worlds that we know. We're yes. not going to talk about experiences. So I'm not going to talk much about the Catholic Church because I don't know it. I've not been a part of it. You know, Orthodox Church. I mean, like there's there's a lot of different branches of the church I can't talk about because I don't know. But I do know what it's like to grow up in the evangelical circles. I was teaching in evangelical circles for, gosh, 16 plus years, 17 years. And then we also grew up in it too. So if it feels a little more heavy handed toward your group, you're observing it right. But that's, we're speaking, we only want to be genuine when we speak. And we think it's disingenuous. I know some people are really comfortable talking about groups or faiths or religions that they've never actually been a part of. And I think it's weird when people are that comfortable to do that. Uh, But we are speaking only from the worlds that we know. And like, and, and if you're like, well, that isn't me. That's not the church that I go to. And we're not attacking either. Like, yeah. I, I do want to make that quite clear. Yes. Yeah. The, and the, yeah. So it shouldn't be seen as an attack. Um, more so it's a challenge. Yeah. You know, it's a challenge that we at least let our yay be yay and our nay be nay to, to yeah. pull out some King James references for you. Um, th- that's probably one of the most important takeaways from this today. When you're listening to this, there are going to be some mindsets that are helpful and some mindsets that are not. And one mindset that is going to be very unhelpful is this phrase, not all churches, not all pastors, not all Christians. I understand the sentiment behind it, but that actually allows for us to dismiss and ignore the issues that might be even within our own church or even within our own circles, even within our own, even in our own pastors or our own selves. That's never a healthy thing to do. And instead of like encouraging growth, that does the opposite. It stops growth from happening. And if there are issues behind the scenes and we whip out phrases like that because we are not comfortable, you know, or we are maybe like we don't want to look at what's under the surface, then we're not going to grow. Yeah. The only way to grow, the only way to get better is to, like you say, dig to the root issue. So that's what we're talking about today. Can I give a quick example? Yeah, yeah, go. So for instance, like this might be a little, this might seem off topic, but my mom and I, um, when I was homeschooled, there was a lot of things that were not done right. And it was it was a very touchy subject for a long time because there was a lot of things that educational wise, it ruined for me. And, and, and that's not because it was homeschool. That's just yeah. because homeschooling was not for our family. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> and so my mom also had to live with that decision of what, um, like what she did with the homeschooling. It wasn't just hers, but like she had to live with the ramifications of what happened. And so we've gotten to that point where it's just like, if I'm talking with my counselor and something comes up, like, hey, mom, um, so something came up and I need to talk about it. And I think that we both need to heal from it. Mm-hmm. And so it is not a blame like this is what you did. But we have this like I hurt, but she also hurts. And like we can sit down and kind of like we can talk about it and experience the the growth together and talk about the trauma that happened so that individually we both can grow from it. Yes. Like, and it's not blaming. It's not like, well, you did this. You need to apologize. It's more of like, okay, 
Let's talk about the bad thing that happened together and heal together. Yeah. We're on the same team. That's what I was getting at. We're on the same team. We're not against each other. Even if we don't have the same view quite yet, we're still on the same team if we're on the team of love. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, And I I think as much as that mindset that I talked about of um, defense, um, the not all Christians, not all you know, pastors not that's never a helpful thing. But what is helpful is curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like if we are on, like you said, on the same page, if we're on the same team, then we can diagnose the issue together. So even if you are sure, sure, sure that your church is doing it right, the most helpful thing right now is to just listen and to see if maybe there's something you could do better. That's all we ask. Just know as we go into this, we know there are going to be people who are listening to this who are not on the same page as us. They have not reached the same place. They might disagree. Even even you, you might disagree with where we land. And that's okay. Our goal is to- I want to let you know that too. That is okay. Yeah. Like, that's okay because we're on the same page when it comes to loving each other. Like, if you can see me as a child of Papa and you can love me as- me then that is okay like that is the first step yeah sorry continue i just wanted yeah. to make sure that was clear no, from I'm my gl- side too it's more it come it means more coming from you <laughs> than it does for me yeah so we're not here to convert you we are and i don't want you to convert me <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work anyway um yeah we're, we're not that was good shane we're not here to convert you we are here to bring a call to honesty and that's the most important thing right now. If that's the very first step that any church or any community or even any individual makes is to at least be honest about what they're saying, that is a huge step. So Shane, with your journey, well, you use that word a lot, but mm-hmm. it really is like a journey. It's like a trek, you know, yeah. like an odyssey. So I guess. a little while after you had moved in with me, mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine started a church in Pontiac, right? Yes. Okay. And they were looking for someone to oversee their kids department and they reached out to me. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I'm, <laughs> I can't, I'm gay. And they said, we know. And I said, again, I can't, I'm gay. And they're like, no, 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 we know. Like, we know it's okay. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm gay. And they're like, we know. And it's okay. And I was like, I it was hard for me to wrap my head around that, like, okay. And yeah. so that was your first experience with an affirming mm-hmm. church, um, or mostly affirming. Like, yeah. most of the people, the lead, most of the leadership was affirming. Eventually, they had some people who came on staff who weren't affirming, and that, yeah, created some kind of rift. Um, so you did that for a few years, mm-hmm. uh, and then, and that church did kind of dissolve. Uh, church planning is tough. As we yes. know, we're in the middle yeah. of it right now, right? Church planning is is difficult and many churches don't actually make it off the ground. And so that one was there for a few years, but then dissolved, and which then left you back in no man's land. A little different from before because you had experienced a, an affirming church. This part was hard for me because we all wanted to still, you know, find a church that was affirming. Um, Who's we? Oh, I'm sorry. Some old friends of mine and um, my partner and I, we were looking for some more LGBT affirming churches. Okay. And we found, we found, we found some. And so we would go. 
or that some that said they were exactly okay um what was your experience like going to churches who on the onset claimed to be accepting well my first my first one was one of my biggest panic attacks i've ever had okay i couldn't walk through the building door Mm. this was a church that said that they were affirming okay it took me about 30 minutes before I could walk through the door. Mm-hmm. I couldn't breathe. I had to leave the building. I was hyperventilating. I couldn't breathe. I felt dizzy. Just started crying. I was just walking inside of a building. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but a flipping building. Yeah. Like, like that is a trauma response. It is. And I was very embarrassed because, you know... I'm having a hard time breathing. People are looking at me a little weird. Like, well, there's that demon inside of him. We got prayed away. Um, (laughs) People are going to think you're crazy. Think you people are going to say horrible things. And even to the fact of like, he can't even be in a church because like he's feeling like the conflict from God. Feeling conviction. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think that there would probably be people who, who write who really write off your pain is as conviction conviction from god isn't that fun you can't even feel in the church because you're going to be judged for that too there was this phrase that i had heard um i don't know maybe eight nine ten years ago at one of my former churches somebody had said once was it stuck with me i wish we said it more often so we were told this right before we would go to teach to keep this phrase in our minds Never underestimate the pain in the room. That's probably one of the greatest tips that I received at my previous church when it came to communicating to people. And I think churches would do well. I think Christians would do well. Every individual. People yeah, people. Would do well. People, yeah. Not just Christians. People would do well to always keep that in our minds. Like never underestimate the pain of the people next to you. I know there are many churches that mean well. And they really hope that LGBTQ people will uh, feel welcome at their church. They want them to know that they want them there. Even if not all their beliefs or practices are set up to be welcoming, like I would bet that most don't think through that filter. That if someone like you came to a church, the amount of baggage you might be bringing from your previous churches or from your families, the amount of bravery it would take for you to go into a church anymore after what you went through. So you, you were able to finally walk in and you, they had said that they were welcoming, right? That they, did they say they were welcoming or affirming? They said they were affirming. Okay. But they were welcoming. How so? What happened? The... They had um, they had some queer people that were in the pews as well, none on staff, which you know was fine. Um, but we wanted to ask questions afterwards, and so some of our friends, who were also in the community, went over and asked some questions to the pastor, and they were very pinpointed questions. Very direct. Very direct. Are you affirming of LGBTQ couples? And he was Betsy DeVos, and he could neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was, it was, well, 
we we want everybody to be here. We want like you are loved, you're welcome. That's not what I asked you. Are you affirming of LGBTQ couples? In it's not a trap. No. <laughs> some some people like let's be honest, there there's some people that are going to try to make it a trap, but like Yeah, some people are going to you know try to make a marketing a, stunt out of it, but it's not though. Like right. we need to know I'll have way more respect for you. So that ambiguity yeah, proved to you that they were not actually affirming. Yeah. Am I going to be called abomination today or am I going to be called a, um, <laughs> well, bless your heart. We're so happy to heal you today. Like it's yeah. it, both are the same thing. It's just two different languages. It's just like one can be, you know, torch and picks for it. And one can be just, a, you know, like shady tea. <laughs> <laughs> so in essence, what they were saying to you is that it's not that they were affirming. They were using the word affirming, but they weren't meaning affirming. They were meaning like, we just want you here. Yes. Right? Numbers. And so that's <laughs> number, butts and bucks, right? Uh-huh. Um, butts in the seats and bucks in the offering plate. Uh-huh. Um, and I think they actually cared more than that. I think a lot, I think they care as much as their theology allows them to, which we'll get into that later. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not... I'm not excusing, but explaining, right? Yes. But a statement like that is loaded mm-hmm. because that's just step one. That what that phrase says is, okay, yes, we want you here. We want everyone here. Why? So they can hear the truth. The truth is what? God wants you to be straight or celibate, Right. But so, they're not going to tell me that either. Not right away. No. No. They're not. They're not going to. Now, I'm going to tell you right away because they don't want you to leave. And I used to come from that mindset where that was a helpful thing. And I think in some strange way that at some point that was a progressive answer. I agree. So to not flat out spew hatred and instead say, we actually want you here. Like at it one was, point, but we're better than that now. Yes, we moved. Yes, we've progressed. Society's progressed. The church has progressed. So we now, I think, are at a place where we don't crucify anymore. We yes, just... yeah, <laughs> we don't crucify anymore. Right. <laughs> and so I think where that was once helpful, it no longer is helpful. And I think churches need to hear this: that that kind of statement is no longer helpful. Because think about it: if you go to a church, you walk in the doors. And they say, wow, we're really grateful that you're here. And then you find out like two months later that if you have more than one vehicle, you're going to have to sell it and give that money to the church. Or if you have more than one house, you're going to sell it and give that money to the church. And that's how we came up with the whole movie Cars. (laughs) I have no idea what that means. Never mind. Okay. Cut that out, please. Okay. It made fun. It was funnier in my head. It okay, not make sense. Maybe someone. I might leave it in. Someone might hear it and be like, "Wow, yeah, I get it." I, that's not me. I don't get it. Because um, we were comparing us to cars. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> well, I know it was funny. I liked it. it, was, in, it was okay, well, funny. that's well, okay. You brought out something good. Like I'm not trying to compare you to a car. What I'm saying is, it if you find out later there are extra huge steps that weren't mentioned at the beginning, would you want to be there? Would you want to go? If a, if a different weight was going to be placed on you that would not be placed on anybody else, would you want to go? 
No. No, nobody would. If you found out that like that was going to happen, you'd be like, whoa, that's bait and switch, man. Like, what are you doing? It's the same exact thing when someone says that they're welcoming and accepting of gay people. But step two or three for that person is to either either get married to somebody that they're not attracted to mm-hmm. or be celibate for the rest of their life when no one else is being told to do or that. Or retransition. Or, oh, yeah, or retransition, right. Yeah. Um, and then you throw around the whole thing, that, that phrase, all is welcome, or like we are affirming, you can't say that. If you don't mean it, don't say it. The pain that it caused, you won't get people to pop up. Mm-mm. And, and but, Papa, explain who like, Papa oh, is. Oh yeah, Papa is my word for for God, yeah. Jesus. Like, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting very emotional. Should, I have not seen you be like this before. <laughs> because like this is, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this in the podcast. I don't care. Um, if you are not clear, if you are not affirming. And we can talk about the we'll what it really that. means to be affirming. Yeah, we'll get to that. If you are not affirming and you say that you are affirming, I say the Westworld Baptist Church that shows the God hates fags signs, they are better than your church. Yes. In your community. Because at least they tell me where they're at. They don't tell me to come to my church because they're welcoming, because they make it very clear I am not welcome there. You can't be churches. This is the challenge I have for you. Do not be a wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm -hmm. You have to be clear. That is the title of our, like, let's be clear. You have to be clear because we are trying so hard. And every single time when you are not clear, you push us farther and farther away from Papa and he's pissed. Mm-hmm. Like that is, I'm, I'm, that would be one thing that you're going to have to deal with mm-hmm. because Papa ain't happy when you tell him that when you don't make it clear, especially when, when his kids are trying to reach out and say, Hey, I wanna, I wanna come home. Yeah, you can come home. In the other room, you can't sit with us. Yeah, why, why don't you try telling that to? Um, you're a teacher, Michael, right? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine, <laughs> um, if you had one of your students come in, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, we have more room. We have more room." And um, welcome to the class. Welcome to the class. You're sitting in the hall. You're sitting in the hall. How would you deal with that mother or father when they found out? Or that kid? No, no, no. The parent. If when the parent finds out, how would (laughs) the fear? Well, number one, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Treat it like that. And to some, it may seem like. Oh, we're not being loving because they're not going to hear the gospel if we're not here. Listen, people are not supposed to hear the gospel at your church gathering. 
people I'm are sorry. supposed to people are supposed to see Jesus in how you treat them. That's what Jesus teaches. If you're worried that we're not going to get the message, like I'm sorry, you're not God. Papa's got that job. Your job is to love. Mm-hmm. Love your neighbor as yourself. First off, you need to learn to love yourself. Mm-hmm. That love, is another thing. A lot of people who don't because of what the but church But I'm your them. neighbor. Yeah. Like, that is your job, is mm-hmm. to love me, not convert me. Yeah. Like, it is God's job to judge, Holy Spirit's job to convict, and our job to love. I'm sorry, are you doing God's first two jobs? Because <laughs> that is not in your job qualifications, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> and being clear is loving. Rather than sending somebody on a chase where you say yes, but you actually mean no. And if you think that if you don't do that, you're going to send me to hell, you're not putting that much faith in God. You're telling God, well, you're not doing a good job, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. Think about that for a quick second. I'm not saying that you're not wanting to be welcoming, but if you're not sure where you are in your language and you're not sure what that what that means yet, you have to be clear. You can't say all is welcome, but you can't sit with us. Yeah. And, and again, this is why we're saying this. Yeah. Like, we are not saying, hey, you have to believe what we believe. We'd like you to, but you do not have to. It's not going to change what we think or care, how we care about you. We want you to be clear. And in that way, you are showing more love because you are saying, hey, I'm not there yet. Um... I am not there yet. And there is more. I have more respect for you on that because I can be like, thank you for not trapping me. Yeah. Thank you for not taking advantage of me. Thank you for treating me like a human. Mm-hmm. Not a prize to be wanted. Yeah. Or a soul to be converted. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Oh, that is a creepy phrase, but yeah, it's true. Sold to be converted. I'm literally paying you to convert me. Think (laughs) about that. I know. (laughs) You have to tithe me so that way I can convert you. Yeah. Shane, I think it's important that we define the word affirming so that churches can make sure that they don't say it if they don't mean it. What does affirming mean? Affirming means that you're treated like everyone else that walks in the building. There's nothing different about you from the straight couple that walks in. Or your relationship. Yeah, or your relationship. No, uh, that needs to be very clear. Yeah. Like, like if that couple wants to serve, they can serve. And it has nothing, and if they can't serve, it has nothing to do with their sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Or um, uh, their gender. Mm-hmm. Like, if they have a gift, they can use their gift. Mm-hmm. And they go through the proper steps, uh, like, the way that everybody else does. Mm-hmm. We it's had equal. When we first started the, or when my friends first started that church in Pontiac, we had someone who was on the team who was not affirming, um, but was accepting to the point of, like, there was initial pushback for you being instilled as the... Um, the kids' pastor, which understandable. I know what they grew up in, and yeah. they grew up in the same culture I did. And 
their concern was, okay, well then how do we decide if somebody can serve or not? How can, how do we decide who can teach kids or not? How do we decide? And I said, well, that's really easy. It's the fruits of the spirit, right? It's love. Do they exude love? Do they exude joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, meekness, self-control? I don't know all of them anymore. (laughs) Also, depends on the translation I learned. Like, if you want to talk about rules, oh, I followed all the rules. Yeah, I made sure because, like, I was like, I made it quite clear at that church. It's like we can't go off any of the rules. It doesn't matter. Like, well, we can bend it right now for this. It's just like, no, you have a queer person. In the children's department, they are they are targeting you. So, like, yeah. if you want to know that your children are protected, yeah, take them to a church with a queer oh, person yeah. and leader because they will make sure oh, that yeah. all the rules are followed because oh, yeah. there is more at stake. Yeah, like oh, I didn't first even and think foremost, about that. your children is my main safety. Yeah. Second off, the church is the safety as well because, yeah. like, I have to make sure that, like. Because anything, be like, you know, it's probably because that queer person's in the yeah. leadership team. Mm-mm. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, These mm-hmm. are the things that I have to, though. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, I didn't even think about those. And some might even think, like, if they hear that that church dissolved, some might to... say, hey, it's, you know, it's because of their stances. And stuff. No, there was a financial thing and there was some other things going on. Had nothing to do with you. Yeah. Some other decisions that were made that just overextension, all this stuff. Um, and location, location. Like there were a lot of things that went into it, um, but none of it had to do with you. And that's another thing because like I did tell um, like at the board, like when they were like, well, it's okay. And I was like, it's not okay because not only are they going to come after you, that, not only are they coming after you, they're going to come after me too. Mm-hmm. Like, and I had to make them realize this isn't just you. This is me. I am putting my faith and trust that you're going to also take care of me. Yeah. And I need your support. Yeah. Like you can't wishy wash on that. Like, and like, they gave you the support when you were there. Yeah. I had to remind them, like, yeah. hey, listen. What? We, yeah. Well, because but, they, like, it they was treated you. And it was learning. And that is And perfect. they treated you the same way they would have treated anybody else. And it was fantastic. Which on is that why point. it was, you know, it wasn't like, hey, we're not supporting you. It's like, hey, you've left me alone to do my own thing. I need your support yeah. because of all these things. And they were like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. And it's just like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so that was my response to the one who was, um, concerned uh, about having a gay person be in charge of the kids program. And once you, once we realize, oh, no, the rules are still there. The rules are how they should have been the whole time. No one should serve if they're not exuding love. No one should serve if they're not, um, or not serve lead, you know, being a teaching role in that, in that, I mean, that comes from James, you know, there's a higher expectation for those who are teaching. And so no one should be doing this if they're not, you know, if they're not people of joy, if they're not people of peace instead of anger and hatred, like no one should. You know, these are the things that are the qualifications to show that the spirit is moving in your life, mm-hmm. you know, um, that, and so that ended up being the rubric that they used from then on. So, Shane, what would you say to the average person in a church when it comes to the language that they themselves use? 
you can't use that word affirming if mm. you're not. And that doesn't mean that like if you are affirming, that is fantastic as you as an individual. Well, just because you as an individual doesn't mean the place that you are at is. Oh, that's true. And like, and when you say that you're welcoming, that is fantastic. You also have the job to figure those out. Like, I am making a challenge. If you want somebody to come to your church and you're like, oh, all is welcome, you can't assume that. Don't ever assume that. It is your job to check. So but with you're saying before that you invite someone from absolutely. the LGBT community. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, and I'm not saying check with just like some random person like, oh yeah, no, everybody is welcome. No, you go to the higher ups and you ask them, what is our core views on this? Yeah. Like you have to get it from their mouths. Yeah. And if it's wishy-washy and if it's like, well, everybody's welcome. If it's that positive language, everybody is, you know, everybody comes to God. Everybody's here and welcome. Everyone. Everyone. It's very different. Like when they say they're affirming and everyone is welcome, those are very different things to say. Yes. Well, even with my last church. So we, I can't tell you how many times that I watch people who come through our doors who were from the LGBT community and were utterly shocked to find out that the church wasn't affirming in any way. Like there was even a time that a couple came in who, to get baptized and they were not allowed to be baptized together. The past, our pastor wouldn't baptize them together. Any other couple they would. This one they wouldn't. And they were completely shocked. Now, I actually wasn't shocked because I knew that even though we had said we were welcoming we were not accepting. We were welcoming to a point. We were accepting to a point. But if you weren't going to change that, you were stuck to the back row. Even then, like, um, there was somebody I knew that was working at the church, and they wanted to sing in my wedding. Mm. And so I was nervous about that because I already knew about the church and their views. I had, I called the church to double check. I did not tell them who it was, but I said that somebody would, you know, wanted to sing in the... Um, somebody who worked at the church. Yes, that wanted yeah. to sing in the wedding. Are they allowed to? And they they said the repercussions are on them if they choose to do that. This was and the I, church that I worked at, right? I, I volunteered didn't know you did at, that. Yeah, I you did. Yeah. And I didn't say who it was. And I, wanted, I said, I need to know. I want to make sure that they are not going to get in trouble. They couldn't give me an answer. And it was always, if they choose to go to that wedding and perform that way, repercussions yeah. may or may not happen. Um, a very unclear message to you. It's a marketing thing, right? They don't yeah. want to be. They don't want to be direct and give you the real answer, which was if that person, if it got found out that that person had sung at your wedding and helped put on your wedding, chances were good that they wouldn't be working for the church anymore. Yeah. But they're not going to tell you do that tell you that either. I yeah. really wanted to make sure that she didn't lose her job. Right. So should churches only pursue clarity when it comes to the LGBTQ discussion? When I say be clear, you need to be clear on all your stuff too. And that talks about like 
everyone is welcome. Everyone can be a leader here. But women can't preach. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is true. I'm pretty sure if a church is LGBTQIA plus affirming, then they already have moved through gender discussions as far as women teaching in the church. Like, I would think so. But if not, if you find one that's affirming but not okay with women teaching in the church, I think that it would be really weird. I'd love to see that church because I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't think there were many of them. No, that's what I'm talking about yeah. is there are a lot of churches that say that oh, they're true. affirming. Yeah. And they're not affirming and a lot of things, Michael. It's yeah. not just the people who are listening to this. It's like... Yeah. This is a challenge to all churches. Yep. This is a challenge to all everybody. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, like, if you're a part of the church and you're affirming, that is fantastic. That is wonderful. You got to do your homework, though, before yep. you invite. Ask them what they need in a church. It's okay to ask that, too. Yeah. What are they looking for? What makes them feel safe? Mm-hmm. And don't. Don't ever do the surprise. Like, oh, we're having a meeting. Great thing. I'm doing like this uh, this performance thing. You should come. Yeah. Surprise! It's out of church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. You, you gotta warn us. <laughs> yeah. If you know that your church is not affirming, if you know, then make sure you tell somebody. If you're gonna invite someone who who's, you know, from the LGBT community, um, let them know. Um, but if you are not sure if your church is affirming, then do your homework. Do it. And mm-hmm. like, because I'm sure, like I said, like I'm sure there's people at my last church that have no idea that that my former church is not affirming. They would think that they were by how they talk, but they're not. Yeah. Because they're not clear. You do, you'll find out the clarity in the lifestyle agreements. You'll find out the clarity if you talk to some of the pastors. But on the but you know but from from the street, it looks like something different. So, my challenge to churches: be clear. Just be clear. Let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. Be clear. Let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sorry. Um, cool. All right. Thanks for listening this week. Um, if you've got questions, go ahead and we'd love to have you email us. Um, reach out and send us some questions because in a couple of weeks, we're going to be answering questions. So we probably need a lot of time to gather those answers. And if you have any stories that you would like to share. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Next week. So join us next week where we're going to be talking about the steps that I took to become affirming. Like what was the what was the path that I took as someone who was not and then became one? There are some general steps that I took. So join us next week. Thanks for listening today. And just remember that Papa loves me just as much as he or she loves you. <laughs> and that's a trunkful. Oh, that's so nice, Michael. All statements are welcome except for that. All statements are welcome except for that. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, say goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> no. Keep growing, goodnight, my friends. Goodnight, Gracie. You, you interrupted goodnight, me. Goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> Keep growing, my friends. Goodnight, Gracie. <laughs>